Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, sorry for the delay and getting the uh, last podcast out. I guess it's been like a month. Um, unfortunately, just been really busy, not with any unfortunate things, just been busy. Um, so kind of like I said, if you've been listening all along, then, you know, I can't really commit to a regular schedule. I'm hoping this is the longest break that I will have to take. It was great for a while. I was working out every week. I was able to get on and um, do a podcast, but, you know, obviously it was more like a month this time around, so my apologies on that. Um, just kind of, unfortunately, where where the show's at, um, like I said, I don't, you know, I'm never going to have a Patreon. I don't really want you guys to pay for the show. Uh, unfortunately, that just means you have to put up with kind of some unexplained hiatus and um hopefully it'll happen last moving forward definitely going into winter um a lot less going on but um you know again my apologies and um anyway let's get rolling this is your host mike um doing the age of empires podcast if you would like to interact with me um any feedback on the show Best way to get in touch with me is message me on the uh, Xbox Messenger app. Um, my gamer tag is Kingdom of God, K A N E D O M, space of space God. All right, so what I've been doing is obviously just Thanksgiving. Um, was busy with, with the family and stuff. Um, no, <laughs> no big gatherings, you don't have to worry. COVID. Um, we just saw my my mom who watches my kid on a regular basis and my wife's family who also watches um, my son on a regular basis. So we had no uh, no new contact with anyone over that time. But we, we did spend a lot of time together, that group that, you know, just with childcare, we've, we've been around each other a lot anyway. Um, my wife's mom helps both us and her sister out with childcare. So, um, kind of that family pod has been exposed to each other the whole time. So we did, we did have a smaller than normal, but at least all family able to be there. Um, Thanksgiving dinner. So that, that was kind of cool. Um, again, just took a bunch of time and then, you know, um, cases in PA where I live have been on the rise. So, um, you know, we kind of thought they might shut us down again. They basically put us back to what we have here, almost as red phase is what it was called, where everything was shut down. They are allowing religious services to be in person up to, you know, the congregation, the church, the synagogue, whatever, which I think is great. I think that's how it should be um, if they can do it at, at six feet apart, which unfortunately a lot of those places are not full except for Christmas and Easter. Um, so it's easy for them to social distance. Then there's, there's really no reason not to, in my opinion. Um, unfortunately, they did shut down some of the indoor dining and gyms, which at the beginning of all this, I was totally for and totally understood. Now, because there's no real evidence to sh- like those places have been open since May around here and, and now they're shut down. Um when I mean <laughs> places that have been open since May, I don't think cause a spike and like 
I've been going to both of those since they've been open. The numbers have been uh, attendance has been dwindling, not rising. So I don't know. I feel like maybe that's a little bit of an overreach, but whatever it is, what it is, everyone's trying to stay safe. Um, but so anyway, that my wife decided that she would rather just have a home gym. Um, you know, not to get too into it, but um, my wife had help syndrome with our first child. And only child at the moment. So she um, basically almost died. Um, he was born really early. He's not yet two. And, um, you know, it took a while for her body to recover. And then right as she was kind of getting back to normal, COVID hit. So um, we um, we just haven't been able to get to the gym as much as we'd like. And obviously having a baby, too. You know, everything's great now. But um, she decided she really wanted a home gym. So basically I framed out half our basement, um, updated all the lighting, electric, ran a couple circuits just for like the heavy equipment, like a treadmill. We bought a treadmill, which is the soul F six sixty three F 63 soul. Um, pretty sweet treadmill it was a thousand bucks, a pain to move. It is really heavy. My neighbor and I were drenched in sweat. We have a really narrow entrance to our basement. Um, but so we did that and then I just grabbed like a little squat rack from Dick's Sporting Goods with the 300 pound weight set. So all told I'm into it for less than 700 bucks and I can pretty much do everything I need. Um, I don't have a bench, which obviously this isn't a, uh, weightlifting podcast. It's a computer game podcast, but you know, I know everyone's shut down. Um, so those two things together were like. 1700 bucks and then um we've got a 2000 square foot home our basement is not finished but we have forced hot water heating um so it gets some heat so i uh i just framed out half of it and um did an epoxy flooring and sheetrocked it i still have to do some minor sheetrock paint spackle but that was basically a thousand bucks the floor was like $300, um, the roll-on epoxy coating. So, I don't know. If you're um, if you're looking to update, you know, a home gym, I, um, I got some sweet outlets with USB chargers in them. I also got a really nice, um, like, TV wall mount that pivots and everything. It was $100. Bucks. Um, it's this company called, like... Uh, commercial electric at home depot it's i might be a home depot brand i'm not sure to be honest but it's awesome i can't give it um, a higher recommendation so if you're looking to update um looking to get like a swivel tv wall mount for a flat screen um that one's pretty good you know most people i don't think play on like a true computer monitor anymore i know i play on like a 44 inch tv um, which is on a test that I sit right in front of. So great product. Definitely would be awesome um, if I needed it for my Age of Empires screen. Mine's down in my gym. But um, more or less that ate up a ton of my time getting the gym up and running um, for both my wife and myself so we can we actually try to get back in shape for the first time since our kid was born in covid um so anyway hope you guys are staying safe hope that numbers in your air are lower um and you're able to you know 
do some more social stuff if, if you want to, if you feel comfortable. Um, but anyway, that's, that's been a huge time suck as well as just, you know, some of the family stuff around the holidays, Christmas decorating. I probably lost a podcast episode to get my Christmas lights on my house. Um, so hope you guys are enjoying wherever you are, the, the, uh, holiday winter season. Um, and then, like I said, hopefully there will not be such long breaks in between shows moving forward. Another thing I've been losing some Age of Empires time to, not so much the podcast, but just gameplay, is um, kind of mentioned a couple times. The only other video game I really play consistently is Assassin's Creed. Um, if you play or follow that franchise, you know that Valhalla just came out. Unfortunately, I've been playing since one. I've pretty much played all of them. Um, Rogue, Liberation, Syndicate, all those. Um, Valhalla might be my last one, which is weird to say. I've been playing the game since early college. Um, just, I love, love, absolutely love the Viking stuff in England. I want to throw that out there. Just going through the world, riding on the longship, the whole deal. Um, really enjoying the plot actually, because they at least have the assassin brotherhood in it, which was missing in uh, Odyssey. I'm just, I'm kind of done with the monsters. Um, if you've played the game at all, you do some Norse mythology stuff that just, I'm sorry. If I wanted to play God of War, I would have bought God of War. I didn't. I bought Assassin's Creed. I wanted to play Assassin's Creed. Um, also like kind of like the hero boss units. Um, I, I just miss like the old games where you could just go and do whatever, you know, you were pretty, you were introduced to basically all the bad guys you're going to face in the first like couple hours of gameplay according to my xbox i'm at 45 hours of gameplay already in valhalla and i have probably loved 38 of those hours um i don't think i've played that much to be honest but according to the game that that other portion though i've actually hated completely hated and like i said to the point i will finish valhalla is my intention at this point um i but I'll probably be able to play a lot more Age of Empires moving forward because I'll be down to one video game in my life, um, or at least one series. So I don't know. I don't know how you guys, you know, like I said before, I love Age of Empires for a lot of the historical stuff, and some of that's great in Valhalla and all the Age of Imp- or Assassin's Creed. Um, I'm just, I'm just not into, I'm not into killing ten thousand wolves every time I walk through the woods. Uh, I don't want to kill wolves. I didn't buy Assassin's Creed to fight wolves, um, which was a huge issue in Assassin's Creed 3, and they had kind of fixed it, except for, like, Black Flag. You had to fight way too many sharks. I'm fighting way too many wolves in in this game. Um, And then, like I said, I'm fighting, like, mythical creatures, which I just don't. I never like. I don't buy video games to do that. A lot of people have told me I got to get on Red Dead. Um... So who knows? Maybe uh, maybe I'll casually mention Red Dead in some upcoming episodes. But um, you know, I don't know if, if you guys are like me and you like Age of Empires, you probably would like the early Assassin's Creeds um, or Assassin Creeds. But uh, I don't know. Valhalla for as great as so much of it is, there's enough going on. I'm just like I'm not spending the money. 
to continue to play these, maybe I'll buy them later on. Uh, but they're huge games. They take me a long time to beat. And um, I don't know. It just it could be better. Unfortunately, this one's a lot like um, AC3, the, the American Revolution one, where as much as I'm enjoying it, I, there's just so much that it's it's leave, let me down on. So um, just chiming in on that, it's not obviously an AC podcast. We'll get back to Age of Empires, but um, kind of wanted to mention that. All right. Now, the last podcast I did do was a total flop with my um, kind of historical updates. So um, I am going to come right out and admit to you, we got a little bit of a flop here. 2v2 World Cup's going on. I really wanted to you know, commentate on it, um, talk about it as much as possible on, on this episode, um, or just through the whole tournament. I was hoping it'd be multiple episodes. Honestly, unfortunately, I've just not been able to keep up with it. It's, it is a lot of content. And like I said, I always tell you guys, go watch, you know, T90, he kind of does like the play by play. And then I was hoping to kind of fill, a little bit of that radio host void, and um, I've barely watched it. I know that China, Brazil, I think Brazil, definitely China and Norway are still going. Um, T90's been rerunning everything. Jump on and watch it. It's definitely worth watching. I just have not watched nearly as much as I wanted to. I haven't even seen a match in like a week. Um, there's another Age of Empires podcast that he put an episode out saying it was ending, and that was why I started doing this podcast. Um, but he did have an episode about 2v2 World Cup. I didn't even get to listen to that, but the other podcasts he did were great. So I would definitely encourage you guys to, um, to jump on there, listen to those. And, um, you know, the 2v2 stuff's great. I, I feel horrible that I wasn't able to keep up with it more, not only for the podcast, but just, it, it's a great thing for the community. Um, and that's really all I want this podcast to be is in addition to the community, it's never going to be the focal point. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel bad about that. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, like I actually feel bad about it, but I'm going to try to get back into it this week. Um, like I said, just a lot has been going on. We've been transitioning at the, all the part-time jobs I have with the new restrictions. So I'm, you know, learning new jobs or whatever, plus building a home gym, plus trying to play Age of Empires and Assassin's Creed. Um, also, my kid is at an age where there's no, when I'm with him, I'm with him. There's no video games anymore. There's no podcast. He won't sit in the stroller long enough on walks. Uh, um, <clears throat> so, like I said, my apologies. I'm going to get out of the way early in the episode. Um, I got no 2v2 insight for you, and and my deepest apologies on that. I hope you can forgive me. All right. Now, the last podcast I did do was a total flop with my um, kind of historical updates. So um, I am going to come right out and admit to you, we got a little bit of a flop here. 2v2 World Cup's going on. I really wanted to, you know, commentate on it, um, talk about it as much as possible on on this episode um or just through the whole tournament i was hoping it'd be multiple episodes honestly unfortunately i've just not been able to keep up with it it's it is a lot of content and 
And like I said, I always tell you guys, go watch, you know, T90. He kind of does like the play-by-play. And then I was hoping to kind of fill a little bit of that radio host void. And um, I've barely watched it. I know that China, Brazil, I think Brazil, definitely China and Norway are still going. Um, T90's been rerunning everything. Jump on and watch it. It's definitely worth watching. I just have not watched nearly as much as I wanted to. I haven't even seen a match in like a week. Um, There's another Age of Empires podcast that he put an episode out saying it was ending, and that was why I started doing this podcast. Um, But he did have an episode about 2v2 World Cup. I didn't even get to listen to that, but the other podcasts he did were great, so I would definitely encourage you guys to to jump on there, listen to those, and... um, you know, the 2v2 stuff's great. I I feel horrible that I wasn't able to keep up with it more, not only for the podcast, but just it, it's a great thing for the community. Um, and that's really all I want this podcast to be is in addition to the community, it's never going to be the focal point. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel bad about that. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, like, I actually feel bad about it. But I'm going to try to get back into it this week. Um, like I said, just a lot's been going on. We've been transitioning at the all the part-time jobs I have with the new restrictions. So I'm you know, learning new jobs or whatever, plus building a home gym, plus trying to play Age of Empires and Assassin's Creed. Um, also, my kid is at an age where there's no... When I'm with him, I'm with him. There's no video games anymore. There's no podcast. He won't sit in the stroller long enough on walks. Uh, um, <clears throat> so, like I said, my apologies. I'm going to get out of the way early in the episode. Um, I got no 2v2 insight for you. And and my deepest apologies on that. I hope you can forgive me. All right. So, right now, um, and actually, the Age of Empires 3, the first event, just finished today. Um I actually didn't get through it. Like I said, I've been so busy. I jumped on today. I had like an hour and a half left when I got on to complete the entire run of the challenges and didn't get through it. Um, I played as the Incas. I played as the Swedes. And literally, I started those games and clicked off just to try to get done. I got to the one where you had to defeat 10 naval ships. And... I was trying to, I was playing the game, starting at post-Imperial um, Age, fast speed, on easy, and the the opponent didn't make any ships. <laughs> so I can't sink ships that don't exist. So I tried it again on standard, which is the next level up. Um, again, they only made one ship, so I got one, one kill there, but I was just running out of time. I knew I wasn't going to get through it. I tried to do a custom scenario, which I had never done in Age of Empires 3. If it was AoE 1 or 2, I would have been able to get it done. I was going to do a custom scenario, give them 10 ships, give myself like 30, quick sync them, get the... Uh, it was all gamer tag icons were the rewards. Get the reward, get out of dodge, have completed the first, um, and to this point, only AoE 3 event, and uh, just wasn't able to... Um, so I, you know, I felt bad about that, but like I've said before, like there, I do appreciate a little bit that you have to put some effort into completing the challenges. Like I didn't complete the Barbarossa brawl one in AOE two. I wasn't able to stay alive for 30 minutes. And like, as a casual player, who's admittedly not very good at the game, that was cool. 
Like I actually kind of like gave them props because then to you guys that were able to do it, like good for you. Like you're better than I am. You're better than a lot of people at the game. So, um, you know, more props to you. But um, I did not complete the the first AOE3 challenge. I feel a little bad about that because I definitely could have if I had been more on top of it and with more time. Um, because I was playing so late, I didn't have the wait times like I have on the AOE2 because I usually start right away on the challenges. Um, so I felt bad about that. But, you know, it is what it is. If, if you're a committed player, then congratulations. I hope you got all the gamertag icons and um, – you know, just have the accomplishment of completing that challenge. They weren't hard. Like, I think the hardest one was probably start at Nomad and Advance of the Imperial Age. But you could play, you know, they always make it so you can play the computer to do it usually, which I appreciate. Um, but uh, it was start at Nomad and get to the Imperial Age. I didn't get to that. And I, like I said, I didn't sink the 10 naval ships. So that was where I, I stopped. I played as the Incas and the Swedes. And uh, there was one other one that I that I accomplished. But anyway, um, good first event, I think, especially for a game that's not as popular. They kind of have to make, I think, the challenges appeal to a large base, get some more people in on the game, playing the game, and more comfortable. Um, so n nothing really outstanding, but... Um, I did enjoy the first AOE 3 event. Also, just with how busy I've been, I did complete the November AOE 2 event, um, which was them rolling out the Battle Royale. I did not, I don't even remember it, and I didn't talk about it on the podcast. But um, basically, you had to play Battle Royale, and you actually had to play a deathmatch or skirmish or whatever online. Um, so I've said multiple times that, um, you know, the host here will not be doing a beat the host challenge. I am not a very good player. I typically play the computer on standard or moderate. Um, I think I've only beaten the computer once on hard. I've not been playing a lot either. At the time of the November event, I was playing probably two hours a day. Assassin's Creed hadn't come out yet. It wasn't the holiday season. My kid was taking a ton of naps. Um, so that was cool. And it definitely highlighted, at least for me, one of the things to talk about, which is getting on Twitch, watch the best players play. So, uh, unlike the 2v2 world cup, I was able to watch a lot of the battle Royale, uh, competition that T91 that I talked about in the last episode. So when I had to play, one of the challenges was finish in the top half of a battle royale game so um you start off you play battle royale you can play against a computer 1v1 um i didn't realize i had it on easy obviously i won that slaughtered the computer then you had to play online though for i think the third challenge and you had to get um might have been the last challenge actually excuse me you had to get in the top half of a battle royale game i was probably the fifth best player i had the fifth highest score um, but because I had watched the the top players in the world play the Battle Royale, T90, Viper, all those guys, um, I knew just survive, just run around. And so I should have been dead or ranked fifth. I ended up passing two people and got to third. And literally I had my two hero units left. I had two horses, um, horseback hero units, 
can't remember what sieve I was, and I just ran around and hid, stayed on the edge of the storm, didn't get swallowed up by the storm. Um, your players do die if you let them get swallowed up by the storm. I did find that out in the Battle Royale, and I was able to pass two other guys, got to third, got my achievement in one try, and got out of dodge because for someone who doesn't play online, doesn't like Fortnite, um, don't really love this, the, the storm that knocks everything out and kills everything, whatever kind of storm that would be. Um, not going to play a lot of Battle Royale. That was great. One shot, done. Now, if I had not watched those you know, pros play, I wouldn't have done as well. So jump on Twitch, get on T90's channel, um, Jordan, uh, Gilly, all those guys. Watch their stuff, Viper. You know, learn how to play. Listen to how they approach this stuff. Do your um, do your art of war campaigns. All that stuff helps. So, um, battle royale was fun. I will never ever do a battle royale outside of a challenge. <laughs> um, it was fun as a challenge. I will not enjoy that game mode uh, personally. But whatever. Some people might love it. Is a little faster pace. I get they're trying to appeal to a broader audience by adding that option. Um, but long story short, jump on T90 official Twitch. Got all the reruns. Um, learn how to play the game. I'd watch the pros play. I was able to pass two people in my initial battle royale game, get a higher score, get my gamer tag reward, and got out of dodge. Also, at that challenge, you had to play two online multiplayer games. Um, and as I've said before, I don't play a lot online. I don't ever intend to. I don't play enough, but I watch the pros play. I put invest some time into watching guys on Twitch, watching Viper, watching Mr. Uh, Mr. Yo, watching Tato. And I'm 2-0, and oh, happy to report. So the first guy I played, I don't think he cared if he won. Um, I think he, you just had to play to win the challenge. And so I was going to do it. I was like, whatever. You know, if I lose, I still get my gamer tag. But let's do, let's do the whole deal. Like if you, when I do the challenges, you have to play the certain civilization. I play the whole game. I, I'm in the AOE 3, because I was up against the clock, um, for the Swedes and Inca one, I just started the game and quick canceled, got out of it. Um, I don't normally do that when I have more time. So I wasn't going to do that. So I jump online. Plus that's, I didn't, you don't know that the other person's just doing it to get the challenge. So I feel like you at least owe it to them to play the game. Um, so I was going to play the game. I was, I was sticking with Britons just because I wanted to see if I knew. Um, so if you've heard me talk before, I play a lot with the Britons and the Franks. Um, I'm one of the few people that seems to have those as their favorite sieve, even though Britons do come up a lot in 2v2 because they're a great archer sieve. So if you can pair them with a cav sieve, they're good. But on single play, they're really not that great of a civilization. So anyway, I was Britons. I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to be safe, knock it, you know, knock it, destroyed. He sent... Um, he had a ton of villagers. It was almost like he was going to boom. He couldn't make up his mind if he just wanted to get his gamer tag or actually play. So he had a ton of villagers. I had gotten my archers upgraded to crossbowmen. And he attacked my base. Um, 
Now, if you've listened to the show a lot, you know I'm not totally worried about being the first player to Castle Age. I am worried, especially with the Britons, about being the first player to get a castle because I need to get my longbowman. Uh, so I wasn't even there yet. I didn't have a castle. But because I've been watching T90 Official, getting on Twitch, learning as much as I can about gameplay, uh, more for this podcast than for my own even, you know, experience on there, I knew I better have some archers. I had them upgraded to crossbowmen, which the Britons have great crossbowmen, um, plus one range. So you can shoot other crossbowmen without getting your guy shot if you're behind a wall. And we played, oh man, I forget the map's name. You guys would know it though. It's, it's, you start off with a walled in, you're walled in on three sides of the forest on the other. And on the other side of the forest is your opponent with a similar setup. So he sends a ton of villagers and a couple, um, a couple infantry units over, militia line units. And they actually did break through my wall, but I was able to shoot them down. Um, I quick, I quick build a tower. I had some houses to slow them down as well. And with a relatively small number of crossbowmen, I knocked them out. So that, and that was like 30 bills, which isn't, you know, killing villagers with military units, big deal, but there's a lot of them. I even brought my scout back to kill some of the villagers, but I got them done. So at that point, I pretty much knew I had won, but I wasn't really sure, like, is this guy just really good? And he had all these villagers to waste, and he's laughing at me? Or, like, what's up? Should I go attack his base, or should I just kind of do my thing? You know, I think he did have to maybe – yeah, he just had to play um, for that challenge. So I, I didn't know what to do. Like I said, you know, I don't want to be the guy that's ruining people's experience when I'm only going to be on there for challenges. So I just kept doing my thing, got some units, got to Castle Age. And I was like, okay, let's go take a look. Um, he was still doing some econs, which kind of confused me. It was like he thought, okay, that didn't work, but this guy's not so good, so I'm going to keep playing. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I was confused. So I raided him a little bit, had some... Uh, had some more crossbowmen and longbowmen kind of hanging out on the, like, what you'd call the western side of the map. And then I did keep a couple of troops back. He attacked on the eastern side of my fort this time. And um, I actually had enough guys there. was powerful enough. At that point, I think I did have a castle. Stopped that attack. It was only like eight units and a couple were villagers. And uh, then said I won. So it was kind of weird, but... Whatever, like I said, I think he was just playing for the challenge. My other online game, you had to get to the Imperial Age. So, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, I'm really not that good. I'm just going to be the Franks. I got Paladins. We're trying to get to the Imperial Age. Um, I got the cheap castles, which I just got to get defensive and get to the Imperial Age. And we played um, not Gold Pit, but the one with gold in the water. There's like an island in the middle. There's shallows. Island in the middle, a bunch of gold there. So I go Franks. The guy I was playing probably plays online more than me. Um, definitely is not watching the best players in the world. Definitely not on Twitch. Definitely not. You know, doesn't know who T90 is. So he just kind of like played. It was like I was playing myself back in the 90s or early 2000s. Um, 
he had like this super neat base, like all clean lines, putting like all his farms right together, not clustered around where you could quit garrison. And um, so I just kind of do my thing, housing walls, get my farms. I'm the Frank, so you know I'm castling quick. And as soon as I could, I got out and I started putting castles right near that goal on that island. I end up with like three castles on that island. Um, now I've got all the gold. I get to Imperial Age. He's still in Castle Age. He tried to attack me. I was actually, because I had so much gold, I was able to get Paladins, and it was rap. I mean, I, I, I did to that guy what I thought was going to happen to me. Um, I had like three trebuchets pounding him. And, you know, he had like towers interwoven into a palisade walls. And it looked great. It looked like, you know, a custom scenario build. It didn't get the job done. Um, you know, like I said, I got three castles on this little teeny island. I got trebuchets set up. So even if he brought trebs, I'm knocking them down. I got paladins. I forget what Civ he even was. I think the Italians, um, which not really known as a great Civ either. And paladins are just going to slaughter your uh, Genoese crossbowmen. Like, sorry. <laughs> so, um, but honestly, like, I knew my Civ. I definitely knew my Civ better than him. I knew how to play better than him. And I knew the map better than him. Right when we started, I knew, like, I got to get this gold. I got to castle on this gold, defend this gold. Um, you know, at that point, almost, I needed to protect my home base food and protect that gold in the middle of the map. And I knew if I did that, I was going to win. And I did. Um, so your humble host, who uh, admittedly, if you're listening to this, you're probably a lot better than me. I'm two and all online. Uh, we'll see until we have a challenge where you have to play online. I will remain two and all online. Uh, and then I'll probably be two and one. But anyway, can't can't pound enough the point of you got to get on Twitch. Like, it's great that you're listening to this because, like I said, I'll always talk about gameplay. I'll talk about my strategy, talk about why it worked or why it got slaughtered because um, that will happen eventually. But, um, you know, definitely uh, definitely get on Twitch. T90 has a ton of stuff. And, um, you know, you'll be, you'll be better when you get in those scenarios. You'll be better against the computer, and you'll be better against live people. So, like, I played two people who aren't as good as the computer on standard, to be totally honest. Um, so maybe maybe I'm overestimating the community because I am watching the pros. But, like, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of time to be really good at the game. It takes a lot of time just to be efficient at the game. It takes a lot of time to be really good, and you have to do it consistently. Um so, like, right now, if I jumped on tonight, I haven't played in a while. If I'm not the Britons, I got no shot. Got no shot. Like, I can't go on. I'm trying to learn some other civs. Um, would love to get better with the Koreans. But, um, you know, I, I got I to gotta put a lot of time in to do that, and I just haven't had that time lately. But, um, I don't know. Point is, hop on. And um, I appreciated the... Uh, the November AOE2 thing, just because it did get me out of my comfort zone, maybe better at the game. It kind of hit perfectly for me that I was playing a lot and was at a high level of my play on, on the game. If I had to do that this month, I'd probably be cursing it out. Um, but again, like I, I don't think as a casual player, I should be able to beat every challenge. So 
the AOE2 um, November challenge was cool. I'm in the AOE2 December challenges right now. They're basically play, um, play the game. So I kind of forget off the top of my head what they even are. You have to win games. You have to win skirmishes on a variety of difficulties. I think it only goes up to standard. Um, so I could have done my last one on easy. I just played the computer. I haven't played in a long time. And I was having trouble with my Bluetooth, my Bluetooth keyboard. The computer had to be restarted. And basically the keyboard when I was playing was like I was holding down shift. So I lost like 45 minutes figuring that out um, of that time <laughs> where I could play. And um, I stood on standard, hadn't played in a while. Like I said, wasn't sold. I had fixed the problem when I went into the game. Basically, like it was like all my units were, if I had selected a unit, it was staying selected and I couldn't drag and select units. Pain in the rear end. Just had to restart the computer, got it fixed. Um, but so it, they're pretty basic challenges. Basically play the game. If you play the game, you can play the computer. Yeah, I, I think the hardest one is you have to beat the computer on standard, which is the next step up from easy. Um, so I'd assume, you know, like I do a lot, if you're listening to this, you've invested some time in the game. And um, standard's probably not that hard for you. So it'll be a pretty easy challenge group which <laughs> around the holidays is great especially too like even the every i think everyone who really plays and follows everything wants to watch 2v2 um i'm gonna try to get some hours of 2v2 tomorrow to kind of get caught up so i can talk about it a little bit um but so like you know not having the hardest challenges with 2v2 going on in the holidays um i appreciate it so Props to um, props to the team at Microsoft for that. <laughs> also, just wanted to throw an update. Um, you know, I, like this is a very small podcast. But we have a small group of people that seem really loyal that listen, so I appreciate that. Um, but like any products that I use that I like, I'll always throw out there, uh, like the weightlifting equipment. Um, I had made a negative comment about my Logitech mouse. Turns out I had a bad USB port. So that mouse is actually awesome. Um, I did buy the the mouse pads for like eight bucks. I got three of them, which I don't know if they wear out. I don't understand why I need three, but anyway, I have three. Um, so if you're really hard up for cash and you need the mouse pad or two, let me know. But um, I the mouse is fine. It was the USB port. For whatever reason, it couldn't handle the data coming in from the mouse. It works like if I plug um, USB drives into it. Um, but I have a Bluetooth Logitech keyboard and a wireless Logitech mouse. Both work great. Like I said earlier, I had to restart my computer because the keyboard was a little wild today. Um, like the shift key was being held down, which I don't know why that glitch would happen, but it did. Anyway, it was an easy enough fix, and if you've been listening to the show, you know I've got a solid-state uh, CPU, solid-state hard drive CPU, so my reboot time is like, you know, seven seconds or whatever, and um, I was good to go. But, so anyway, I did want to amend that um, the Logitech mouse is actually pretty good and uh, very comfortable, and I've been able to start hotkeying with my Stellar keyboard as well. Um I'm I'm like a I'm like a regular old pro nowadays. Not really. But um you know, 
it is true what I said before. You need good equipment. Uh, I thought I didn't have it, but I did. Um, just that one USB port, for whatever reason, couldn't handle the constant input from the mouse, even though it works fine with every other function. So who knows? I guess keep an eye on stuff like that. Plug stuff into a different port before you say that the product stinks. Um, but, you know, anyway, um, have good equipment. You know, you might have to update your computer like I did. <laughs> um, but it pays off. All right. So I guess I would probably call this next part um, the shining moment of this episode. So one of the things I want to do, which I definitely um, love the idea for me, I, I like the history of, of stuff. The other AOE podcast does. It's been doing the history of AOE 1. And just because of I started this podcast kind of at the same time as AOE 3 Definitive Edition launched, I wanted to do sort of more historical detail on the historical battles of Age of Empires 3. Um, and so I did the I did the capture of Algiers in 1516, I believe. Last episode, unfortunately, the information out there on the internet um, really didn't add anything to what the game did. So the game had a pretty good write-up. This next one actually really did. So it's Christopher da Gama um, in Ethiopia. And he is the he is the son of... Uh, sorry. Da Gama, the explorer that we all learned about in history. And I forget the first name. Fernando, maybe. Um, my apologies. I'm butchering that. I know I am. But the Gama, you, you you know the name. Um, so anyway, this is his son, Christopher. And he was born approximately 1516. No one's really sure. He dies August 29, 1542, which we'll get into a little bit later. But so most of this, honestly, is just off Wikipedia. Um, so I hope you guys like the idea of this, that basically you don't have to go on and read the article. I'm just going to talk about it. You can learn about it if you're, you know, doing chores, mowing the lawn, whatever, driving around. But, you know, Christopher da Gama is Portuguese, like his explorer father. He leads a crusade of 400 musketeers into Ethiopia. This is a two-year crusade. It lasts from 1541 to 1543. And when he gets there, he ends up going against an army of um, Adal Muslims, led by this guy named Al-Ghazi. And Al-Ghazi is backed by the Ottoman Empire, obviously a Muslim empire. Um, and I believe Sultan Suleiman from the, from the previous episode is one of the guys pulling the trigger and, and supporting him. Um, so the Gama actually won four battles. Um, and when you're when you're in the game, it constantly comes up that the the uh, the Al Ghazi guy is saying that he died like a coward, and his guys are saying that they have to fight to defend his honor. Um. So basically, he didn't want to be a uh, he wanted to be chivalrous in his death, not a coward. Um. And so he was trying to help the emperor of Ethiopia, which is uh, this guy. And I'm probably butchering these names, Mike. Excuse me. But um, 
Jawadios. And so he's got his 400 Musketeers, um, which are men at arms with arquebuses, arquebuses. And, and basically those are Musketeers is what we would call them um, in English. He also had 400 pikemen and bombards, some bombard cannons. That was kind of cool in the game that pikemen were one of the very few units that you actually could build. And um, so that that was a nice little kind of nod to historical accuracy that when I'm playing, I'm like, this is stupid. Why can't I get pikemen? But that's actually what he had, musketeers and pikemen. And so the battle took place in the Ethiopian highlands in the city of Debarwa. Um, so I did a lot of Google Earth scrolling in my research for this one. That's not currently in Ethiopia, but at the time, most part of the Ethiopian, I guess, empire. It's currently in the country of Eretia. Um, <laughs> and um, the bar was a port city that everyone wanted because, you know, there's mineral deposits in that area. So um, the Gama meets Queen Wangle. And this was part of an Ethiopian group that did not want to be ruled by the Ottomans. And so that's how they ended up opposed to Al-Ghazi. So you have kind of the Ottoman Empire from the east and the Portuguese from the west. They come to Ethiopia and a little bit like we see with the um, American colonies, some of the indigenous peoples align with one side, some with the other. Uh, So basically... This group in Ethiopia, Queen Wangal and her son, they do not want to be ruled by Sultan Suleiman. And so sort of out of necessity, they end up allied with the Portuguese, Christopher da Gama, and his right around 800 men. Um, so she was up in the mountains at this place called Debre Damo, and da Gama left his arsenal there. Um so, like I said, he won four battles. So, the first battle is on February 2nd in 1542. This is the Battle of Basente. And um, basically, he only lost eight men, and he took a hill. And this was the first thing that showed um, the local tribes that the Portuguese were, could be successful in this battle against the the Ottoman Empire, and that it would be, they would be, that the local tribes would be safe if they allied with the Portuguese. Now, the Queen Wangal didn't want to fight this battle. She wanted to wait for her son um, to come back with his army. And the Gama basically said, We're not waiting anymore. I'm, I'm taking the fight to the Ottomans. So the uh, the next two battles. Um, are at this place called Jarte, I think is how you say it. And so the first battle had alerted um, Ahmad Grogan, El Ghazi, that there was an army there. And so they're in the Wadjarit Mountains. And I looked up, that's about 240 miles southeast of the last battle, which is a bit of a hike. So some of the Gamas men were trying to reach um a ship because they wanted to get horses and uh they they're not with him for the battle and so al ghazi sends a messenger who says to um the gama you've got 
you've got three choices. You can leave, join Al Ghazi, or you can die. And they sent what's they called it a monk's habit. It was his robe, and that was an insult. And it somehow meant that the Gama was feminine. Um, so the Gama <laughs> sent back a pair of tweezers, which he said were for Al Ghazi's eyebrows and a mirror which was also an, a, a, bigger, a more harsh thing of your feminine. This is kind of crazy to me that these guys would trash talk like that because they're trying to kill each other. Like, it's not sports. It's not football. It's not basketball. Or, like, they're trash talking. They're, um, they're literally trying to kill each other. And they're just, like, insulting each other. So, um, so in April... They fight again. The Portuguese win again. They wound um, Ahmad Grogan Al-Ghazi. And um, basically they get their camp real close to his. They fight again 12 days later. And the the Portuguese win again. And they never got those horses from that ship. Or they felt that they could have eliminated his forces. So they didn't eliminate the forces, and then that's kind of where the game starts. But that's the background. that The Portuguese have been there for a while. They've actually been winning a lot of battles. Um, and then they get kind of caught. They're, they're on the run, and they, the Gama gets captured. And basically, Al-Ghazi tortures him to death. Um, I couldn't really find details on, on the torture beyond it started with, he took the tweezers, Al Ghazi took the tweezers that the Gama sent him and started plucking out his beard hair by hair. Um, which I don't know if you have a beard. I get, you know, like a lot of people ingrown hairs sometimes on my neck when I shave. So I actually have plucked out individual hairs kind of on my neck and beard, um, One sucks, you know, to have it done to my face until I was clean shaven, basically. Sounds awful. And that was the start of the torture. Um, Eventually, you know, the Gama is is executed, dies. And uh, that's when the game starts. Basically, the Portuguese and um, Queen Wongol and her son, uh, Joe Wadewos, they're able to to beat back the uh, Al Ghazi. One of the reasons that the Gama was kind of reckless earlier on and didn't want to wait for a Queen Wongo's son was that she was kind of making it sound like he had a really big army, her son. And in the game, he has what you would think would be a fairly large army. Apparently, he only actually had like seventy followers at that time with him that were that were fit to fight. And so that's actually kind of accurate in the game. It's right around seventy units when he shows up. Um, so the, the game, I got the sense from the game that there was actually a lot more bloodshed than there probably was just because the numbers are so small and we're talking about less than a thousand people between, um, Jawadewo's army and Dagama, we're talking about less than a thousand guys and, um, you know, they're fighting over two years. So they, and they fight four different battles before the one where you, where they actually win, um, but, you know, there was just a lot of guys on the map. 
Um, and there, it was almost probably more one-to-one to, to, uh, history than I thought, but like the, the Ottoman or Algazi's troops send so many people against you in the, um, in the game. Um, so kind of interesting, but I thought that one was a lot, uh, there's a lot more to learn about that one than the, uh, capture of Algiers. Um, like, like I said, a bunch of times, Google Earth's really cool to me to check all this stuff out. I definitely recommend it. You can kind of see the current political boundaries, but a lot of the names of the towns and the lakes, if you go through the more detailed description on like Wikipedia or whatever are still the same. So you can get a pretty good sense of, you know, where they were, they were marching all over, um, that region of, of Northern Africa. So it was pretty pretty cool to learn about again like this is something i'd never heard about you know the gama's son the the conquistador or whatever the gama having um kind of an explorer son who ends up tortured and killed uh at the hands of an enemy pretty pretty wild to me i found it interesting um so hopefully you did as well all right so that's pretty much it um i have beaten the the next historical campaign in aoe3 so i'll start doing research for that uh, I think that would be pretty interesting. Again, it's a battle I knew nothing about. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about the actual level and the history. Um, hoping to get the next podcast up as soon as possible. Hoping to have a 2v2 kind of commentary. Um, again, I, I feel bad <laughs> that I didn't this time. Really sorry about that. Hope you guys are enjoying the 2v2 World Cup. It's a great idea what I've been able to watch. I've loved um, like I said, I don't know, unless you're playing 2v2, I don't know how much you're learning, but it's still super interesting and you're still getting to see the micro of some of the best players on the planet, which is, which is cool. Um, so anyway, again, my apologies for the long hiatus. Um, you know, certain times of the year, I'm hoping to do more than one podcast a week, certain times of the year. And unfortunately it might be more like once a month, but, um, hope you guys are enjoying playing all three of the games the uh excuse me first expansion pack god sorry allergies is um is coming out soon for uh aoe three i believe and then um jump on jump on that insiders club i haven't had a, a ton of time to delve into it but i got my email the trebuchet tribune that just had some updates and news it was the same stuff that i got logging into the games um but you know like i said i haven't really had a ton of time to get into that insiders club it's not a bad thing though it's not a waste of time for sure i'll give it that recommendation um so anyway questions comments concerns feedback positive negative on the show Definitely give me a shout. Um, Xbox message me. Gamer tag Kingdom of God K A N E D O M space of space God. And um, again, my apologies for the long delay, but I will talk to you guys soon. Later.